Is everybody ready? Everybody's working for the weekend. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It's Friday. I'm in love. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the Week brought to you by our friends at Ute Conference Football. They have their 14U division that will allow players the full high school experience, high school rules, unlimited weights, real football. If you're tired of rec league competition, sign up today, UteConferenceFootball.org. Let's compete. Let's play. We're live from the warehouse. Uh, Come see us. Uh, Great deals on furniture, 1967 South, 300 West. It is impossible to find better deals than what uh, Tom's got rolling here. So take advantage of it and come by and see him. Yeah, I tell all my friends, family members, everybody, if you need something, Get on down here because this is where you're not going to get ripped off. Exactly. We've, in fact, Tom or Race or anybody, they'll they'll break it down for you why they're uh, able to mm-hmm. undercut everybody and have such great prices. And it's frankly because those other guys are uh, taking a profit, a little bit of g- greedy. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that maybe something like that. All right. So come take advantage of it. All right, Gordon, uh, we're rolling along. We've got a little extended uh, Gordon's list today on a Friday, a beautiful got, Friday. Got all kinds of little tidbits well, on let's, here. Well, let's, uh, let's get into it. Jake, as you know, I'm a bit of a history buff. That yep. doesn't mean everything that you and I talk about we get right, you know. But we're interested in it, yeah. Well, we are interested in it. We try, what, was, what were we talking about the other day, and we weren't sure whether we were right about it or not? Oh, it was FDR's uh, how many times did he oh, get yeah, elected? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what happened today in 1914? This very day, today. 1914. Is it the Titanic? No, nope, that was in 1912. Okay. But that was in April. Well, off by two years and a couple of months, it's not so bad. No, not at all. Today, in 1914, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand oh. of Austria and his wife Sophie were shot by a Bosnian Serb nationalist during an official visit to the Bosnian capital of Sarajevo. And uh, you know what those killings sparked? World right? War One. World War one uh and then i guess that 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 started up in august there's a little bit of hang time there but on june 28th 1919 five years to the day after franz ferdinand's death germany and the allied powers signed the treaty of versailles on this very day so it started and ended uh exactly five years in between yes on june 28th. Wow. And that's what it is today, right? Of course, that Treaty of Versailles and the punitive nature of it may have also helped trigger the next one. The next World War, which, uh, and I'm not making excuses for it, but that's just the, what they say in the history books. So, anyway, that's today. It also kind of trained all the major players in World War II. They all learned and came up in World War I. When you, and that was World War One was the war to end all wars, right? Yeah. Uh, it didn't work out that way. No. We could only wish that that were the case. Jake, um, 
I, I see. I you get me going on history like that. It, have you been to historical sites, and what effect do they have on you when you go there? Do you get that that feeling like wow? Uh, I do. I I would like to go to more. I've got to admit, there there are more things. What that, place comes that to mind really that you've like been to that uh, struck a tone with you? Uh, I've been to the I've been to the spot of the Wright brothers a normal a, a oh. number of times. Oh yeah, and that uh, that is kind of a cool one. Where yeah. I mean, think of how much the world changed. On that particular, and they day. weren't even from North Carolina. No, they were from uh, Ohio. Ohio. Well, they were just down there because it was windy there. It's one of the windiest spots uh, in the country, uh, and they have uh, basically they did it on a big sand dune because they wanted a soft landing if things did not uh, not go according to plan. So, and it, at that point, there was nobody else on the on that island. So, hmm. I mean, they could be alone, soft landing, good winds. And, uh, yeah, it made history. But, uh, yeah, I've been there a number of times. Hmm. All right. I've, I, I've a couple. Have you been to, to uh, Pearl Harbor? I have been to Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that's that, another one. That's yep. a place where it captured your attention yeah, a little bit. Yeah, there's no doubt. It? Well, especially because you can see the, um, like, the oil from the sunken ship. Oh, yeah. Uh, still that the still comes up, and mm-hmm. you just, it just makes you realize, like, wow, that, that really wasn't that long ago. I mean, that's still in, our, in the world's recent history. And you used to be able to, and I imagine you still can. It's been a little while since I've uh, gone back there. But you can go, you can board the Missouri and go to the spot where the actual surrender in the Pacific took place on the deck there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't have a chance to do that. That would be a good one, though. Yeah, it's anchored there. Uh, I, it was at one time. I imagine it's still there. Uh, anchored there, just uh, sort of in a line behind where the Arizona lies. I think they're redoing that monument because it was cracking or something mm. was going on. Mm. Anyway, all right, enough of that history stuff. Uh, Jake, there's a man who is suing Hardee's for why you say for skimpy hash browns order. Well, if there was any uh, ever some reason to get litigious, that's obviously it. So what? He, he felt he got shortchanged. Yes. So so he's suing on for what? Hash like browns. a like a like mm-hmm. seventy two cents. What I, is he suing I, for? It didn't say what the number was all about, but it did say that he part of his reasoning for calling for justice was because he was African American and the server was white. Hmm. I don't know what to make of that sort of thing because I've never lived that. I don't know. And so I don't know how frustrating that would be to have that. Uh, All I know is whenever I hear those kinds of stories, I hope they're legitimate. Not that I want people to be stupid and hateful, but I I don't want to trivialize that issue. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't want to trivialize that either. It seems like that's a really interesting place to draw your line in the sand. But then again, I've I've never been there. You know, speaking of historical sites, uh, Jake, have you been to sports historical sites? Have Mm, you been somewhere uh, where you uh, you thought, wow, this is where something happened? Have you uh, ever had that? I went to I went to Wrigley Field for the first time a few years ago. Really, was kind of one of those. And what was what was your experience like? Oh, it's great, but you um, you can't help but looking at parts of that stadium and think, you know, the Ivy, the Ivy has been on the wall since, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, going back all the way. You know, Ty Cobb played on that field probably, the the Babe, all that. Well, actually, maybe not the Babe because he was in the American League, right? Yeah, he was. So maybe uh, maybe not him. but uh, you know. I bet he wandered onto that field at some point or another. But you think, like, how much 
baseball history is that one yeah. building scene just because you know stadiums nowadays they're they're taken down and moved and cities are moved and all those i mean how many truly legacy sports venues like wrigley field are still out there you know i remember the first time i walked on the field at notre dame okay yeah the first time i walked you had on that your field, rudy moment or rudy's I, dad's moment uh well, I didn't climb into the old locker room and stand up on the bench and start doing the, uh, the, uh, the uh, win one for the Gipper speech. Oh, yeah. But I did. I do remember leaning over and, and picking up a piece of uh, a couple pieces of grass because you know I love grass. Uh, you, know. you are a fan. Did you put it in your pocket or what? I can't remember what I'm I did. I'm a sucker for grass. I I don't remember, but I I was actually I stopped, paused. And thought about that for a moment. I think that's part of sports, man. That's what's cool. When I was a kid growing up, Notre Dame was a big, big deal. And so when I finally went there for the first time, and I've been there a number of times since, but the first time I went there, that, that was that meant something to me. You know, and that, this is what's cool about that. When your team, the team you root for, can build that kind of history. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Utah or BYU or Utah State or Weber are going to have like Notre Dame moments, but they do. They are building things as they go, and it's it's cool for fans to be a part of that. Our friend Alex Markham, uh, friend yeah. of the station, he's mm-hmm. letting me know that uh, Wrigley is where Babe Ruth called his shot. How about that? Were they playing the White Sox at Wrigley? I don't know. I do, let's ask Alex. I'm not sure. Alex, text me back. Yeah. Uh, how'd that happen? Well, unless the Cubs face the Yankees in the World Series. Ah. Which yeah. is like The Cubs were in the World Series? Apparently. <laughs> I, I suppose. Anyway, I, I like that kind of stuff. And, uh, Jake, we were talking about free agency earlier. Uh, Stephen A. Smith is saying now that Kawhi, he's been told that Kawhi might be headed to the Lakers. Are you buying that? See, I, Or do I'm, you think the Clippers are more likely, or do you think it's the Raptors? If you had to guess right now, which way are you going? I would – see, I, I've been – I was on the Clippers for so long – and I feel like his plan has been to go home, and that's the the team that has been rumored with him. I, I'm kind of sticking with the Clippers, but I don't know because there's this one thing. There's this one thing that stands out in this whole saga with Kawhi Leonard to me that it all kind of started when he didn't get the shoe deal that he wanted to get, and he didn't feel like he, he felt like he was shortchanged on that or didn't get the love from Nike that he should have gotten. And that sparked his represent, representation change and that, uh, you know, sparked him wanting to maybe get out of San Antonio and uh, how I, I kept hearing about these feelings that he wanted to be recognized as the, you know, the, the big icon, which which is kind of always thought funny because that runs counter to his personality, yeah. it would seem. Mm-hmm. But apparently that, that had an impact on him. So if he were to choose the Lakers, uh, looking through it from that lens, would he actually become more of an icon? Because you would think maybe some, you know, certainly a chance at a championship would follow and you're on on the Lakers, the iconic franchise. Or would you go to the Clippers or stay with the Raptors where you're the guy? Mm-hmm. Do you want to divide the, the spotlight with 
LeBron James and Anthony Davis, or do you want all the spotlight upon you? Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, think about it. Even though he's in Toronto, I mean, Kawhi has certainly has crossed the road into icon now. Yes, he has. And so do you have to go to the Lakers to accomplish that? Because think of all that board man gets paid stuff and yeah. all this attention that he's gotten and how he dragged that team to a title. I mean, can, can he actually get bigger than he is now, you know? Like, can he accomplish that in Toronto or with the Clippers? Or Why, do you have to go to the Lakers? Or would the Lakers actually detract from that? Yeah, see, that's a very interesting question because I've always liked guys who go places and build their own legacy wherever they are. You know, and in this case, it's a little different because if we were going to do that, then maybe your original team would be the best way to do it. But that legacy was pretty much already built for the Spurs before he got there. So does he need to go? One of the things I have, I have a great admiration for a, uh, a past columnist by the name of Jim Murray. Most people have heard of him. Did you ever read Jim Murray? I don't think so. Jim Murray was just. He was legendary. He was terrific in a lot of ways. But Jim used to, and I had the good fortune of working uh, in L.A. when he was still there. But he had a tendency at times, if there was a star player coming up, then he would indicate that that star player should be either playing in New York or L.A. Like that was the only places to be because that was the big stage. And that used to really kind of bug me a little bit because I thought, what's the matter with building your own big stage wherever it is you're playing? Why do you have to do – why would Kawhi Leonard have to think, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a great player, so the only place for me really to be truly great would be with the Lakers or with the Knicks? I don't, why? Who made those rules? Well, your point is, I think, even better today than probably it was back then because the world is a lot smaller place today than it was back then with the way communication and social media and even uh, standard media like television and that sort of thing goes. I mean, we can consume – I mean, think about this. Back in the, the, the 80s and, and 90s, right, where cable television and cable sports isn't what it is now, you would see – a small market team once or twice a year, right? When they played the Sunday game, you know, sure. you maybe would see them and you were kind of forced to, I mean, with the NBA League Pass and with TNT and ESPN, I mean, how many national TV appearances did the Jazz make last year? Over a dozen? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't it, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of that. It, it, it had to be. It was a ton of them. It's going to grow from there. I too. mean, you can you can get you can get that exposure anywhere. And I think actually Kawhi in Toronto is proving that. Well, you brought the, you brought as part of this discussion the whole thing with Kawhi and San Antonio and feeling like he was jobbed on the shoe deal and all that. Well, I mean, who just launched his shoe? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Did yep. you see those shoes? Yep. Do you like the Spider-Man motif? Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, there are four versions of it, right? Yeah. I didn't like the the Venom. Is it Venom? The the Venom ones as much. I like the red and the blue. The traditional Spider-Man colors. All right. Well, that, there's there's a case of it right there. Donovan Mitchell can be a star in Utah. You don't have to be in Hollywood or on Broadway in order to legitimize yourself. And Kawhi Leonard, I don't think that's really what's going through his mind so much anymore as it is that that's more home for him. But I hope that players can get past that idea that, man, there's only two or three places to play. And if I'm not playing there, then, I, then I'm not playing. 
Screw that. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I don't. If I'm quiet, I don't want to go to the Lakers, though. Which owner would, would you? Ra- which owner would you rather work for? Oh, Balmer, right now. Oh, by but, far. But I don't want to. Especially if you're Kawhi and you're probably a better player is than, than LeBron is right now. My opinion. I realize that's arguable. But does he really want to go take a backseat to an aging LeBron? Who probably thinks he's better than he is now? Well, I mean, it's that's LeBron's team. I mean, I don't think Kawhi's going to go in there and be the alpha dog. Doesn't make LeBron whole, James. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No. All right, we'll get to more NBA free agency stuff. We've got more things on Gordon's list as well. Uh, but we are here at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Tom is with us now. And, Tom, we've got people coming in and taking advantage of things. We do. We just sold a, an adjustable bed to one of your listeners. All right. Um, bought an incredible Sealy hybrid queen set. It's about a... $3,900 set paid uh, $1,050. Wow. That's amazing. Incredible. That's, that's, like, that's like putting $2,000 in a man's pocket. Yep. If you're looking for, an, well, if you've been out shopping and you've looked at it and said, gosh, I would really like one of those, but there's no way I can pay for a king set 6000 bucks." you hear the price fourteen ninety nine for this California deal we've been talking about when i say california i mean the california king right and it's a split so it's individualized your side your spouse's side your partner's side whatever it may be they can have their head up and you can have your head down they can have their feet up you can have your feet down it's whatever you want it to be for 14.99 is unheard of you're not going to find a better deal in the country. Tom, just to clarify, the California King, that's the dimensions of it are just slightly different than the regular than the other. They're king, basically right? the same square inches. Uh-huh. The configuration is 4 inches narrower, 4 inches longer. Okay. So a king is 76 inches wide by 80, a cow king is 72 by 84. All right. So they take the 4 inches off the side and put it on the end. Take advantage of it. And if you don't want a Cal King, I've got King deals starting at $17.99, which is incredible by itself. If you want the very best set, we've got the $12,000 bed down there that we advertise every single day, $3,750. It's the best deal in the country for that bed. We also have lots of other things. So we haven't talked about it. You got to mention Gordon. You got to mention Jake. You can even mention the Jazz. We'll we'll let you mention the Jazz. We'll give you. I was going to do fifteen percent, but I can't let race outdo me. No heck no. No way. No way. Twenty percent off any ticket. This is only good today, tomorrow, and Monday. Awesome. We can't do this every day. But if you'll mention either Gordon or Jake, and I'm going to let him mention Austin because I'm still ticked off because he's never come to see me. Can you believe that? I can't. That's actually. funny until he hurts my feelings. Austin, you got to get down here, man. you got to get down here and at least peruse. So I'm on my Tom way. On, on our side. I tell Thank everyone you. every day, Tom Thank is you, the Austin. place, that, the guy to go see, and uh, you shouldn't go anywhere else. So Austin, no feelings hurt. 
Uh, I won't have my feelings hurt, but I'm going to let you say Austin will give you 20% off. Any pink ticket. Now, I don't want confusion because somebody was confused last time we did this. This is our normal price. So if I'm advertising a $4,000 bed that we sell normally for $19.99 and I'm doing it for $14.99, you can't take 20% off that. But if you walk in here and you say, I want that couch, says $9.99 with the yellow ticket, take 20% off today, tomorrow, and Monday. Take now, advantage my, of it. My math has never been my strong suit, but that's like 200 bucks right, on, right off the top. 200 bucks off the $1,000? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good math. That's pretty good. Well, he said nine ninety nine, so he's trying to get it. You know, how many it's putts, not exact, though, Gordon? Gordon? But but thank you. That would be like uh, seventeen putts. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll get on down here and take advantage of it. Thank you. You're the man, Tom. Tom. Boom. Nineteen sixty seven South, three hundred West. More big shows straight ahead. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Tony, a woman had her cat in her yard, and she's been cited because the law says that cat cannot be in the yard. So I need to leave the door open on accident. Cat gets out, and then I'll tell Nat, whoa, we don't need to chase after that cat. I don't want to get a ticket. That's how I get us down to two. That's the dumbest rule I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Animal at large, it's not a bobcat. It's not all that, wow! You know, it's not scaring every kid in the neighborhood. It's not the cat from Pet Cemetery. Yeah! You know, just swiping, ready to just rip somebody apart. And the cat's just laying there, and then you're like, that is it! That is an animal at large! Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Once you're there, your love plan for the Raptors, your love plan for the, for the country, because it's, it's the whole country. You. It's the whole country. Like that fourth, fifth month into the season, you're like, man, I want to go home. But when you play in Toronto, you feel like you're playing overseas. We can't wait to go on the road sometimes just to be in America. Little oh. you don't think of, like the, the channels on your TV, phone bill, you got to get you got to get a Canadian bank account mm-hmm. like that. It is hard, and then you have kids. You, you're raising your kids out of in Canada. Once you're there, you're like, oh, this is dope. But the hard part is keeping guys there. That was Lou Williams, former Raptor. Welcome on back. It's the Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We're live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. I wonder how much of that. Uh, okay, so, so Lou talking about the inconvenience of playing in a different country, and I get that. But how much of that – let me ask you this. Would you let that influence your decision if you were in what you thought was a good situation? No. Me either. See, that just seems like minor inconveniences to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get – it's almost like sort of like people think, okay, that would be kind of a whatever. And it might not be true. I mean, or it might be worth it. So – yeah, I mean, exchanging exchange rate and exchanging money and having to have a separate bank account and all those sorts of things, I get it. Inconvenient. But still, just an inconvenience. Now, maybe a higher tax rate, maybe that would 
influence my decision a little bit more. But lots of people in this uh, this country and Canada pay more taxes to live in a more desirable situation. I mean, the well, looking the, from state to state, right? That's true, yeah, exactly what I'm getting at. I mean, California has extremely high state taxes, but people are still breaking down doors to go live there. Well, you know, in some areas, I guess. Some places are leaving, but yeah, I get their point. It's just been, it's a personal preference thing. Right. You know, uh, if you have the option and you can go live where you want, then go do it. LeBron did that. He wanted to, he wanted to go to L.A. for his movie business and his uh, entertainment enterprise. So, I, I mean, if I'm, I'm hearing what Lou Williams has to say right there, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I, I am picking the best situation for me personally based on my own priorities, whatever right. they may be. Yeah. And, why not? and I'm not letting a, a silly separate bank account or going through customs or whatever. I'm not letting that minor inconveniences sway my decision one way or another. Jake, where are you on loyalty? And do you think that loyalty is overrated and it's just sort of a bygone concept now? Or do you think there's still a place for it? Because, you know... Uh, not that I would expect uh, Kawhi to be overly loyal. I mean, he was with, with the Spurs. He's only been with the Raptors for a year. Uh, but I still like the notion of a of a of a player of an athlete connecting with a community and becoming a part of it. Yeah. I like that. Is that some sort of antiquated notion no. on my part? I mean, people here obviously they think of Stockton and Malone and. Uh, and, and what that meant for the folks around here, um, what it means when an athlete decides he wants to live here after his playing days are over. Thurl has done that. He's still here and going strong in that regard. I like it. It's just a, it's just a nice concept. I like it too, and I absolutely value it. And in the case of the NBA, uh, you know, I think the franchise is investing in the player and the player is investing in the franchise. And I like it when that's mutually, um, certainly mutually beneficial, but mutually appreciated, right? Some people point out that, wait a second, that the, the organization might trade you or dump you in the, in the drop of a hat uh, if it's to their advantage to do so. So they say, well, wait, loyalty needs to go both ways. And I, and I certainly get that. I do think generationally, though, I do think it is changing. The younger generation appreciates, and I don't mean to paint with too broad a brush here, but I, I do believe that the, the younger generations uh, value loyalty less. And I think you see that in the professional world. Uh, even m- my wife and I uh, differ on, on this topic. My wife's bounced around a little bit in her young uh, legal career. Uh, I have a good friend I went to college with who was basically getting a new job every couple of years. And the, the excuse that I hear is that the, it's the, the way nowadays to work yourself, your work your way up. Mm-hmm. That it used to be where you stayed at the same job for 30 years and you slowly progressed. And now things are changing a little bit. And in the NBA, I, I think we see a similar attitude. You see LeBron change teams at different points in his career to benefit him, almost work his way up, right? Where now with the Lakers, he's got kind of this legacy thing going where he's also working on his side projects and it's convenient for him to live in L.A., you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. We're seeing instead of, well, I'm Michael Jordan and I'm spending my entire career with the Bulls because they've invested in me and they're building around me, you know, he people view it as mm, – I'm as loyal as what you you know I agree to you know what the length of your contract. Yeah, it, I think it's a, a a change 
not only in basketball and sports, but I think it's also a, a change in society. I suppose it is, but I, I just hope that there's always a place for it. You know, and I may, and like you say, it's an individual thing, and different people will view this differently, and maybe it does change generationally. But Jake, I, I, for instance, okay, let's personalize this a little bit. Both you and I, at various times in our careers, have had opportunities at other places, mm-hmm. and and both you and I turned those down because we wanted to be loyal. You know, and I, I, I respect that. And it's not like I disrespect people who want to make a change. If they think that's best for them and their families, then, then so be it. But I hope there's always a place for it in sports and out of it. Yeah. And, and in both directions. I do think, I do think we're seeing it change a little bit. And we're certainly seeing players in the NBA take more control. I mean, I think that's the one really legacy impact, aside from the playing the game itself that LeBron is going to leave on the league, is he, through his, you know, maximizing his own value, not only on the floor but off of it, has changed the game a little bit when it comes to this this topic. Because right? a lot of the stars, the superstars, did stay with the same franchise over an extended period. And in his case, of course, he hasn't. Well, like look at uh, look at the environment in in San Antonio when somebody like Tim Duncan stays there for a long time yeah. and totally buys in. It gives the coach and the franchise more authority because they can say, "Well, we've got our guy, so everybody else is somewhat expendable." And then you can also point at the at your star, your guy, your Tim Duncan, and say, "Well, he's listening to the coach." So you better be listening right. to the coach. And, so, and in the case of Tim Duncan, he actually allowed himself to be treated like another Joe. Right. Even though I'm sure all the players knew that's Tim freaking Duncan. Right. But but look at LeBron, for example. So LeBron holds his franchise hostage a little bit by signing one-off deals, which he didn't in L.A., but certainly did in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he goes, you know what? I don't really like this Dave Black guy. What does Cleveland do? Immediately. All right. Well, who do you like? Ty Lue? <laughs> Done. You, uh, let's do, do this. Let's, let's go. Is that a song? Who do you like? Who so do you love? It, it's, the star players have always had this power, but LeBron has really been the first one to really maximize it and monopolize it. And do you think it's smart? Well, yeah, it's some people it's, might look at it as being egocentric all the time, caring, coming across as caring mostly about yourself. Because even LeBron, when he came back to Cleveland, remember, I'm coming back to, I'm coming back home. Yeah, and he had those advertisements for the kids and all that stuff. It's all a bunch of bull. It's extremely smart, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's not arrogant. It doesn't mean it's true or authentic in any way. I mean, it's oh, not. it's authentic because he has that value. He has that leverage. So did so did John and Carl back in the day. But they, but I they, mean, when he's portraying himself to coming home and doing it for the kids, it's it's not true. Yeah, he's doing it for him. It's like anything else, though. It's PR. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about brand. It's about image. It's it, athletes are really realizing, and NBA players are are really realizing that they are. Um, they are the they are what people are coming to see. They are the product. They are the show, and uh, they can maximize their value both on and off the floor by being this icon. Well, I don't mind them having that opportunity to do it because you and I have had this conversation about who's important at the college level. 
the players or the institution. You know, and I usually uh, lean toward the, the, the individuals themselves and their rights. And this whole idea of what the NCAA is trying to do, clamp down on transfers and all that stuff, I think it's, it's bogus, a lot of it. Uh, and so I would be hypocritical to say, oh, there shouldn't be any free agency at the pro level. I mean, I have, I have no problem with the fact that there is. I have no problem with the fact that players and athletes can have the right to do that if they decide to. I just like it when they are loyal. I like it when they develop relationships with beyond just the basketball, with the community. When I hear Donovan Mitchell talk about how much he loves Utah and how nice the people are here and how much how connected he is to the community, I, I want to believe that. Now, I don't necessarily always believe these things, but it's nice when he can. Because it, it's, it's all entertainment, Gordon. It, 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 it comes but, back to the the competition but, versus but, entertainment. It, it's all about the soap opera. Well, uh, it's all well, about heroes but, but and can, villains. But can, and, can it also be about authentic feeling and affection for a community and being a part of that community and wanting to be identified with that community because they're they are supporting you as you're going to battle for them in pro sports. It's like the uh, the uh, the. Um, the cultural anthropologist I talked to, the PK always makes fun of me for bringing this up. But you've heard me talk about when I interviewed that cultural anthropologist, and I said, what's the deal, the connection between fans, community, and athletes? And she said, it's, it's like, uh, you know, the city-states used to go to war against each other. And now they don't have to go to war against each other because they can just root for their sports team to identify with a winner to think that they are somehow superior to take great pride in their community and they can do it on a basketball court or on a baseball diamond or on a football field that seems a lot healthier that way doesn't it but don't you want your warriors i mean don't you want your sports guys to to really be authentically connected to you if you're going to identify with them that way as opposed to some mercenary who's just going to go oh yeah well uh, we just dusted sparta now we're gonna now i'm gonna switch teams and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do battle for some other city state like okay why because well i may get a buck or two more but and I know we're we're way over Austin, and but I, I just want to make this point. But that that's that's the myth. That's the that none of that is real. No, I, thought, I would just, say that. I think that some of it's real. The feelings are real, but there were this the, that's the point. Is it's not going to battle with city states. It's it's an entertainment product, and that that stuff that. But you're it's talking more than about, entertainment but, because but that, of what I'm talking about, and here. that's what they're trying to capitalize on. That's what they're trying to the, the jazz, the players, the league, the TV companies. They're all trying to capitalize on this this uh, overly passionate loyalty to something. It's it's selling a product. But that's existed for a long time. It's exploiting a connection that, and I don't want to say isn't real because people do get. I get connected to brands and things like that, but it's all about exploiting that passion for a product tv shows do the same thing but don't you want some authenticity to it but the authenticity or the the appearance of authenticity is all part of the show i think there can be a kernel of truth to it depending you get more attached to donovan mitchell because of what he does in the community and whether he's doing it for this reason or not that 
benefits him. That benefits his brand, which will eventually benefit him financially. Well, you would think that more athletes would realize that. A lot of them don't. Some aren't as smart as Donovan Mitchell. But a lot, I'm sure Jazz fans listening to our show right now, they want to believe that Donovan cares about this community. Absolutely they do. So does he or doesn't he? Maybe he does. In fact, likely he does. I, I, I haven't seen an athlete behave like him before. I, I, I really haven't. But there are also those athletes out there that have those fake charities just so they can employ their family. Tax-free. I'll be darned. So, I mean, it's, it's all part of the show. And it's all part of the reason why we love the show. We want to believe that Donovan Mitchell is that guy, we, and that's why we want to support him. We want him to succeed because we have that connection and we feel good about rooting for somebody that does good. We have the connection. Fans have that connection with a player who is making them feel better about their own identity. But it's still not real. Stay tuned. Well, it's we'll re- get to it's more real to we're, the fans. We're way, we're way over. 1967 South, 300 West. More next. Big show. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Since Hans and Scotty does whole world news, why don't you guys do the great, the awful, and the hideous? It's not the same. No, Gordon, we could do that, the great, the awful, and the hideous. Should we mix in a new segment? That's a good idea, I think, from that, that listener out there. You mean uh, you co- switch it up and copy something off somebody else's show instead of the other way around? Yeah, like if they're going to do whole world news, you know, we'll take their good, bad, and, and ugly and just, just slap a new name on it. I was thinking, uh, you know how they do sports roulette? We could just do Wheel of Sports. <laughs> what do you think? Thinly veiled. I think it's a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, coming up right around the corner, top of the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to let you hear from Mike Oresco. He's the commissioner of the AAC, and he was on with DJ and PK earlier today. Had some interesting things to say about his conference and where they go now that they're um, at 11 football-playing members, Gordon. So, so we will uh, we will get to that coming up right around the corner, so well, make sure and stay tuned. Uh, but we are live from the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. We still have, Gordon, we still have some jazz gear to give away, but not a, not a whole lot. Uh, so get on by quickly, and should we do the, should we do the tickets? Yeah, why not? We have a four-pack of tickets to Santana. Oh. Next person through the door, you're, uh, you're going to see. Am little- I next? You could be next, Tom. I'm next. You want to go? Absolutely. All right, there you go. I didn't want to take him from a listener, so let's let the listener. We'll have our listeners uh, come in and grab those tickets to Santana, but you are uh, taking extra special care of our listeners today, Tom. I am, and I just had a law enforcement officer drive up from Utah County, bought one of the Stearns and Foster California King adjustable All sets. right, all right. The mattress he got, 2600 bucks per side. Wow. A Lux Estate. And if you know anything about Stearns and Foster, Lux Estate is the best. If not the best mattress in the industry, it's one of the best in the industry. The entire thing, two mattresses, two adjustable bases, $1,499. Wow. Incredible. Listen, I'm going to hit my son's deal. 
because my son is doing a project called Chapa to Basura, which is his slang. He made it up, which means pick up your trash. Anybody who comes in here and makes a $10 donation to his GoFundMe, because he needs money to accomplish what he's doing, I'll give you 50% off your delivery. Awesome. So you spend 10 bucks, you get a $50 delivery for 25 So you're saving money and contributing to an unbelievable cause. You're helping an unbelievable cause, and so I'm really kind of matching the donation. Yeah, he's uh, for those of you maybe just joining us, uh, Tom's son is basically cleaning up a country, running across all of uh, Peru and, uh, and cleaning up trash as he goes. Very cool deal. So cool. Listen, we talked about adjustables, but I'm going to just talk about a few other things. Everybody knows if you're looking for an adjustable place, do n- if go everywhere else, but before you buy, give us a try. I used to say that every day. Before you buy, give us a try. I'm going to save you money. If you like to save money, come and see us. But I'm also doing 20% off any regular priced item. And our regular price on most things are 30 to 60% off. So I've got nightstands that are marked 99 bucks. I just advertise them, 49 bucks. You can't take the 20% off of that. But let's say you're looking for a sectional. My competitors are 2200 bucks. I'm 1799. Take 20% off 1799. I'm also going to do rugs. I got a new shipment of rugs. I got about 20 new rugs. 50% off whatever they're marked. Wow. And we love to do our pillow deal. Uh, the $100 pillow, it's a gel infused memory foam pillow. Not 99 bucks. 1999. But you have to mention Jake or Gordon. Or Austin, because we love Austin. He's going to we come do. say hi. We do. All right. Take advantage of it. 20%. They'll wear 20% off anything, but rugs 50% off, and that pillow, nineteen ninety nine. So if you need a nice gel-infused memory foam pillow, if you've never slept on one, you're going to love it. Come and see us, 1967 South, 300 West, The Warehouse, and as always, Boom. Get in here, take advantage of it. We'll let you hear from Mike Oresco next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Yeah. Presented by Cypress Credit Union. The Southtown Auto Mall. And Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.